Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. We're back for our number two. And we're honoring today Staff Sergeant Daniel Chermak, Scranton, from that great 1700 block of Hawthorne Street, U.S. Army Air Corps, World War II, shot down, POW, came back, raised a family, started a business, lived a full life, and... Son Dan sent me this article. I'm trying. I it doesn't say the newspaper. I'm gonna. I, I I want to assume. I don't know which newspaper it is. Could be one in North Carolina. It's written by a guy named Joe Manning, a staff writer. He said during World War II, the Big War, the crew of the Dorothy D flew 27 missions, and I told you I have in my hands photocopies of the notes Dan Chermak took for each mission. Now, over the weekend in Waukegan and Gurney, the crew of B-17 bomber uh, reflew every mission, including the last one, which ended when the bomber crew parachuted to the ground. Captured, the bomber crew spent a year in German prison camps. The officers went to Stalag 3, 90 miles southeast of Berlin, and the enlisted men were sent to the infamous Stalag 17. Seven members of the crew reunited in Waukegan 30 years after their liberation from the prison camps. Host for the reunion was Henry Crowley, co-pilot of Gurney. Works in Chicago as a purchaser for a hardware store chain. Harry Henry says, we did a lot of drinking, a lot of reminiscing, and we had a lot of fun, said pilot Robert Rayburn of San Carlos, California. On the day they were shot down, they were not flying the Dorothy D. Pilot Rayburn said the plane had been so badly shot up on the 26th mission, the crew was flying another plane. The Dorothy D went on to finish the war, he said, and ended up flying more missions than any other war plane. The entire crew of 10 survived the war, but only seven were able to make the reunion. Rayburn said many of the enlisted men on the crew did not know what happened to the airplane and why they had to bail out until this past weekend. Rayburn said he was flying in a lead position on a bombing run over Berlin. Flak struck the plane and damaged two engines and knocked out the electrical system, he said. Dan Chermak from Scranton on board. 
Rayburn said as he started to lose altitude, the rest of the formation began to follow him. They couldn't tell there was anything wrong with the plane because I couldn't feather the props, he said. When the commander ordered the plane to get back into position, Rayburn said he forced the plane back to the original altitude, but he couldn't hold it there. And again, started to go down with the rest of the formation following. Lieutenant Rayburn said he ordered the crew to jump, but not until gunner Dan Chermak's chute opened did the rest of the formation realize the plane was in trouble. Chermak is from Clark Summit, PA. And let, let, uh, yeah, I had the article enlarged so I could read it off of my phone, and now I'm not. Let's, well, okay, we're getting to it now. This is remarkable. But we have Al Manelli on the phone, and I want to talk to him. Uh, we're going to get back to more of the exploits of the man we pay tribute today, Dan, to today, Dan Chermak. And continuation of that news article from their reunion. Remarkable stuff. So Alexander Manelli is a documentarian from WVIA. And he did an incredible job on a documentary about the Agnes Flood in 1972. And his return is another awesome film about Southern Columbia Tiger football. And it premieres this evening and he's with us now, Alexander Monelli. Welcome. What's up, Bob? Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed the television interview we did. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see BCTV Extra, which is that extended version of the interview we did on YouTube. But it was really, I thought it was really outstanding. You, got, you, you and the coach were great. Yeah, I was glad. Uh, first of all, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on uh, on the TV show and now on the radio show. Um, Coach and I definitely had a good time, and uh, I think a lot of people online saw it and seemed to enjoy it too. So, yeah, thanks. So tonight's the premiere on WVIA. Tell us uh, the what, when, where, and how. So tonight, 8 p.m. on WVIA, uh, we're premiering roar the story of the southern columbia football tigers so this was a documentary i've spent the last year working on about southern columbia tigers and if you're unfamiliar with them uh, they are the most decorated high school football team in the history of our state and they're located right next to knobles down in catawissa pennsylvania so uh, small school, but yet every year they find themselves uh, in the Pennsylvania State Championship game, and I wanted to kind of go behind the scenes and, and figure out how does this team do it every year, what is the secret, and what we got was something kind of crazy and, and unbelievable uh, this past season. So, uh, yeah, definitely tune in. So Al Manelli targets the Southern Columbia story, and they're just, you know, they're just ridiculous winners. They're 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 getting mercy ruled, which is when you you're so far ahead that they basically reduce the length of the game. And he goes down, figuring, well, let's find out what the secret sauce is. And they they end up. He's embedded with the team for the whole season. They end up. They're having what three losses, and they're struggling yeah. to get to the state playoffs. Uh, uh, the dominant power becomes a Cinderella story. It's a remarkable right. story. 
Right. I mean, I went into the season, I had an idea, a plan with what the documentary was going to be. I was going to focus a lot on the great history of this program. I was going to focus on what is it like to be behind the scenes of a state championship team. And then all of a sudden there's injuries, there's losses, there's all this drama that happens. So I had to kind of change ship, change course, and kind of just ride that wave of what was happening with this team this year. And, um, like you said, I mean, I, it, it was, it became, uh, an underdog story, which is unusual for this team. You know, they're, they're the alpha dogs usually. Yeah. And so we're talking to Al Manelli. He is the documentarian behind roar, which is premiering tonight on WVIA TV. All right. I was afraid to ask this with coach uh, Jim Roth sitting there because I'm, I have a natural fear of football coaches. <laughs> ingrained to me, you know, from midget football right through my last game of college. But uh, what was the reaction of the coaches, and then let's get to the players, when everything was on the line, when they were in danger of, in their view, I guess, disgracing the uh, Southern Columbia uh, mythology? Well, you know, the first loss, it was kind of like, well, you know, that happens sometimes. Then after the second loss, it, it really got kind of grim, and and I felt like, um, you know, every everyone started to kind of change at that point. It was kind of the lowest point, and then they they lose a third game, oh. and but that game seemed to really change things around. And I think what you'll kind of see in the what, documentary. What, did Al? Did they do anything differently? As the losses mounted, what, what did they change, if anything? Well, I mean, they changed. They tried to change some personnel, but I mean, I don't want to spoil too much from the film. But what ultimately changed the season around after that third loss was two things. It was two players, um, an injured player, and a player who switched positions. And these these two uh, kind of surprising ingredients i would i guess i should say uh really changed the course of the season and no one saw them co- no one saw it coming you know um so someone decided to play with an injury that was a season-ending injury and another kid changed positions and and ultimately became <laughs> became the best player at that position basically so it was it was crazy and i mean you know you'll see it from the locker room and the sidelines tonight at eight o'clock so I, I cannot wait. I saw the trailer. I will be glued to the television set tonight at 8 o'clock uh, watching WVIA and your, your documentary. Uh, you went back in history of this program. And as we know, well, as I know from, from following it now, they were the, the mo- had the longest losing streak in high school history at the end of the 70s. Yes, so 1979 and 1980 specifically, they didn't win a game. Like, they're not even a game. And it's, it's odd to think that because of the success they have now. And their coach now, Jim Roth, his first year as an assistant was 1980. So yeah. he experienced being on that team of losing every single game and to be where he is now as the winningest coach in state history. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's an unbelievable stat in the film that someone says that if he coached 40 more years yeah. and didn't win a game, 0 and 10 for 40 years, he would still have a winning record. And that's, to me, in, the, that's, that's in the trailer, which I will tell yeah. you, 
I don't know if you had help putting the trailer together. The trailer is remarkable. We played at the at the beginning. For those of you who are going to watch it on YouTube, uh, we played the trailer at the beginning of the uh, interview with uh, Al Manelli and uh, Coach Jim Roth. And uh, <laughs> I, mean, I had tears in my eyes. I was fired up, and I was, and I had my mouth open and and jaw dropped at the same time with just the trailer. <laughs> Well, that's great because I kind of, even someone who experienced it and edited it, I, I still get, you know, pumped up every now and then watching the trailer or watching parts of the film. I mean, it's such a roller coaster and there's so many exciting, uh, you know, moments to see in this film. So I'm telling our audience, I, I, guys, you've got to watch this. It, it's it's going to be like watching the movie Rocky. I'm telling you, it's going to be that same feeling, only it's real. <laughs> yeah, everything is real. I mean, there's nothing that's scripted or staged or anything like that. It's all, this is, you know, what happened. I followed them around for a whole year with my camera, and uh, we got a lot of great stuff. And, again, high school football is, is sacred and special to a lot of people. I think everyone grew up, even if you didn't like football, you were aware of your high school football team and maybe went to the games on a Friday night. It was something to do, even if you didn't watch the game. Even if you're playing grab ass, uh, you know, behind right. the stands, it, you went you're, to the game. You're, yeah. you're with your friends. You're hanging out. You might not even care about football, but you were there because it was something to do. The community was there. Everyone has a bond somehow to high school football. So you'll really get to go behind the scenes in this film. I, you know, I remember at Dunmore because we were winning through the seventies. There were there'd be over two hundred people at our practices. <laughs> I mean, it was really remarkable. But this Southern Columbia thing is just on another level from any other of the great programs we know. You know, the Dunmores, the the, the Valley Views, the Berwicks. Uh, it, it, this is another level, isn't it, Al? It really is. I mean, there's been teams who've been dominant, who've had dynasties. I mean, you mentioned Berwick. Berwick won six state championships from 88 through 97, and everyone thought, well, that, you know, that'll never be topped. And that was, that's amazing. And Southern, you know, coming into this past season had 12. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's bizarre how they keep doing it. And I, you know, people accuse them of cheating or recruiting and I just feel like you can't be that successful for that long and be cheating. It, it, to me, I mean, that was part of my reason for wanting to make this film is to say, look, if you're, if you're winning for decades, if you're cheating, if you're doing something wrong and illegal, it'll get, it'll get caught. You know what I mean? Like if people will figure it out. And this team plays by the rules. Anything they do, other teams can do. And I don't know what, you know, the film kind of goes into a lot of things, but you'll you'll see. I mean, it, there's secret formula. Uh, it's it's not really a secret. It's, it's the not same that, thing that makes other people successful. Know, I I said and I talk about our veterans the same way. Uh, they did ordinary things over and over again so well and so often that they became extraordinary. And yeah. That's well. That is. That's how anything in life is. It really is. But but football in particular. Uh, this this um, became a labor of love for you, Alexander Manelli, and the premiere tonight. Uh, and it, yeah, not that it's about you, but it but it is. Uh, you know, this is your baby. 
I mean, you took this on and and you cultivated it and you got you were embedded and you spent all that time and and you sweat with them you 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 bled with them and, and now your baby's being born tonight that that's got to be a great feeling it is a great feeling and you're right i mean i was there especially you know in the, there was a big snowstorm at one of the games in the playoffs and i was there on the sidelines in, in 20 degrees with snow coming down <laughs> with, with my camera with the guys um i was there through all of it but you know, I have to really thank WVIA for allowing me to tell this local story and really supporting it and, and getting behind it because that's what, that's what we do at Mm -hmm. WVIA. And, and they're really the kind of leader in, in documentaries in this region and to be a part of that and have their support, you know, even when they were five and three, there were people at WVIA who were like, Hey man, I'm sorry your documentary's not working out, but <laughs> yeah. they always supported it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking with Alexander Manelli. He is uh, with WVIA, and his documentary "Roar" about the Southern Columbia football team will be premiering this evening on WVIA at eight o'clock, and it is going to be special. I I, I can promise you it will be. Um, tell us the format of the show. There's going to be like a a halftime, I guess, where you're going to do some interviews and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So you're going to see you're going to see a good chunk of the film, and then we're going to do a sort of halftime show in the studio, a live live halftime show, and we'll have Coach Roth, some of the players. We'll have Jim Coles, a, a former WNEP uh, sports director, and many people might be familiar with him. Oh yeah. He covered Southern for oh, many yeah. years, and He'll be there co-hosting the event with us. Um, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be football-themed, WVIA-themed. It's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, and then, and then you'll kind of see the, the exciting conclusion of the film. So from 8 to 10 tonight. Um, and, and if you're not in the viewing area, you can still watch it on WVIA.org, our YouTube page, our Facebook page. It'll be live-streamed simultaneously there. So if you live in... Omaha, you can still watch it tonight at eight. And I'm, by the way, for for all of you listening, I'm, this is not a pitch just because it's my television show, but you get even more background on the whole thing and how it came together and who who Alexander Manelli is, who Coach Jim Roth is, and and about the Southern Columbia uh, program by watching the Bob Cadaro show on uh, YouTube. Uh, Bob Cadaro show on TV on YouTube with uh, the BC TV Extra uh, because we extended it was it was just so interesting and and the engagement with Al Manelli and and Coach Roth were so uh, I thought important that we we extended it for another thirty minutes so you can you can watch that also on YouTube uh, you know <laughs> th- this. I don't know what, like how, I sort of say, how do you top this? <laughs> I might, I might want to talk to you tomorrow about this, but how do you top this, uh, Alexander Manelli, as a documentarian? Well, I, I usually have my next film lined up when I'm releasing the other one, but this time I don't, and I, I really don't know what is going to be next. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly, I, I think I can, you know, make a. a better film someday, but I don't know if I'll ever enjoy the experience like I did. Yeah. 
more in the future. I mean, I really, again, I was rooting for a state championship to make the documentary good. And then midway through the season, it became about the kids and I started just rooting for them. I was, I didn't care about the documentary. It was just, I got to know these kids and these coaches and this, this town that I just, I wanted to see them succeed and it's all on camera. So amazing this evening, eight o'clock WVIA, our great public radio or television station and radio station, uh, Alexander Minnelli is going to debut and premiere his outstanding documentary, Roar, about the Southern Columbia football team. And, guys, I just urge you to watch it. Uh, Al Minnelli, thank you so much for, for appearing with us. I am. I can't wait till eight o'clock. I can't. I'm. I'm. I don't anticipate like this often, uh, but I'm. I'm very excited to watch this. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Have a blast tonight. You earned it, and I know you'll enjoy it. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Alexander Minnelli, the documentarian at WVIA behind Roar, the Southern Columbia football story. I'm telling you, you're going to love it, football fan, sports fan, or not. You're going to love it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We'll take a break and be back. Oh, Johnny. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, sunny with low humidity, gorgeous 76 degrees. Tonight, clear, low of 52. Tomorrow, sun with increasing clouds, high of 78. Saturday, there could be some showers early morning, then dry and partly sunny. Get to the marge on to golf, high of 75. Sunday, sunny and dry, high of 72. Monday, maybe showers early, then clouds and sun, high of 68. It'll be a cooler week next week, so enjoy this gorgeous weather this week. Summer weather, essentially. So, we're honoring Dan Chermack. And his son's going to call in shortly. Because I want Dan to fill in some blanks. I, I started to read to you a story that was uh, written 
when the crew of this downed plane got together and radio operator Barney O'Hara of Pittsburgh put the reunion together. The crew awarded him with dog tags they had worn in the German prison. These officers, including our Dan Chermak, were released on April 29th, 1945. One year even to the exact hour after they were captured. The enlisted men were released two weeks later. This, this is remarkable. And then there's a picture with four members of the crew that spent a year in German prison camps in World War II. And Dan Chermak is standing. And I, I knew him. And it, it just it gives me shivers. You never had any idea what this guy had gone through. He owned a gas station. He worked hard. No idea. And with us is his son, Dan Chermak. Uh, Dan, welcome and thank you for calling in. I thought we were we were talking off air about uh, the the they do the crash landing, and your dad parachutes out, and he's down on the ground. Uh, in Germany, what happens next? Well, he told me this when I was uh, when I was young. I wish I listened a little bit closer because the older you get, the uh, the more you appreciate what those guys did. But he uh, he landed in the field, and uh, he said there were there was an old lady there with a horse, horse and wagon. And uh, when he landed, he broke one of his ankles, I think, and uh, he took his shoot off. And he was free for uh, probably six or seven hours, and then they, the Germans finally captured him, huh. and they, they took him from there. Now, did he go to Stalag 3 or Stalag 17? Stalag 17. Oh, so he went to the infamous camp. Uh, did he talk about his time in uh, the prison camp at all? He did from time to time, but like I said, I, you know, as I got older, I wish that, you know, he, he died in 93. I wish I, I I asked them a lot more questions than I did because uh, it was amazing what they went through. They were usually flew 25 missions, and they, they extended them to 30, and uh, he got shot down on his 27th mission, which was unheard of. You know, Unreal. 10. I think the average was 10, like I said. And I read in the article that, uh, to, you know, to the audience that uh, their original plane was so shot up before they took this 27th mission, that they actually had to use a different plane. Same crew, different plane. Yep, that was right. Every, everyone was shot up. There was a few missions that they weren't, they weren't hit at all. But uh, sometimes you said there were three or 400 holes in the plane from the flak. And on one mission, he, uh, a piece of flak came through the plane, which was only probably a quarter inch in diameter, I think. They were aluminum. And uh, spun the helmet on his head, mm. and luckily uh, he didn't get a scratch from it. And and another question, uh, I don't know about you, but I was a fan of the movie Twelve O'clock High, or the show rather. Yeah. Did you? He used did, to watch that. Did he? Did he ever comment watching this? He never commented on that, but I remember that uh, 
Remember Hogan's Heroes was on TV? Yeah, yeah, there's there's another. I was saying earlier, I said every movie and television show you could imagine about this, Dan Chermack lived. Yeah, but he, he really got mad because a lot of people ask him, he said, wow, was it really like that in the prison camp? And couldn't that could be further from the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, especially Stalag 17, it was, it was world famous because it was enlisted people. They got treated like... Less than human. Yep, yeah. They did take, he told me that they did take care of the airmen more than they did the uh, the infantrymen for some Oh, we lost Dan Shermack for some reason. Dan, call us back. I don't know quite what happened. Call us back. We'll, we'll finish that. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Dan Shermack, the son of today's honoree, Daniel E. Shermack of Scranton, late of Clark Summit. We will take a break, and then we'll talk again on this amazing story. Beautiful Beatles song. It was released, and it was their last single they did together, May 11th, 1970. Bob Canaro, back with you on WILK. We're talking with Dan Chermack, son of Daniel E. Chermack, who uh, we're paying tribute to for his heroism and service in World War II and for his life uh, in general. Now, you mentioned something off the air, uh, Dan. He, uh, and I, I don't know what happened when you got caught off. That was on, off, the fault was on our end for some reason. But um, he ran into a fellow Scrantonian in yes, the prison did. camp. Yep. Yep. He, he heard that there was someone else from Scranton in the, uh, in the prison camp, and it was Elmer Hawk oh. from Hawk Candy Company. So that was a strange happening. <laughs> that, that that that's so remarkable. I, did I mean they had to have established a friendship the rest of their lives? Although I'm I'm, I'm guaranteeing they couldn't have too much fraternization in Stalag Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I would think not. No, amazing stuff. So he he comes home. By the way, did you ever talk to your grandmother? Uh, about what her reaction was when she was getting these letters that he was missing in action. That's how I started the show. Uh, I never really talked in depth to her about that. Yeah. But, uh, it had to be tough because, like you said, there were a lot of a lot of kids in that at that time from Hawthorne Street or that area that were that were in the uh, mill. Could you believe this? <sighs> Dan, if you could call back, I don't know what the hell's wrong with these damn phones today. Johnny, get in touch with the engineering and tell them there's, we're, we're having a problem here. Son of a gun. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, what the Chermack family went through. Because I want to talk to Dan about uh, not only, the, but I want to talk to Dan and wrap it up about his father's life after. Uh, I'm just going to tell him, call again. I apologize. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. These see these these technology, stupid technology things. Really, nothing gets me very angry anymore, other than like people trying to ruin my country and technology snafus. And it's not technology; it's a telephone. Alexander Graham Bell invented the damn thing. Not that complicated. But we're having problems with today because it hung up now twice on Dan Chermack and and uh, on two other callers. 
<sighs> Pastor Mitch, I, I you pr- <laughs> pray for patience for me, would you please, Pastor Mitch? <laughs> You're checking in, but thank you. Somebody said, Bob, the 12 o'clock uh, high movie was fantastic also. And someone said, don't forget Lakeland when mentioning Dunmore. You are 100% right. right. The Wazilchaks, Dan Case, yes, you're 100% right. And uh, that's Randy, who was my mom and dad's old mailman. So thank you, Randy. I appreciate it. All right, Dan, I don't know what the hell's happening on our end, but uh, (laughs) tell us about... Uh, tell us about his how, how he lived his life after he came home. And, and here you are. You're his son watching. Well, when he came back, I, he worked for Farringer Chevrolet, who was the Chevy dealer in Clark Summit. And then he worked with his brother, Joe, whose uh, son owns uh, the uh, dealership in Clark Summit right yeah, now. Yeah. And then he worked for Precision Engineering after that. And he started that gas station on Wheeler Avenue. That was me. Oh, you started that one. I thought I did. you did. Okay. <laughs> Dan, I remember uh, during the uh, the gas crisis, you would do my father a favor. He was across the street and, and give him gas uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. after yeah. hours so he could send the electrical trucks out. Uh, <laughs> Dan, I, I don't know. Any, any last thoughts on, on Dad? No, just uh, like I said, those guys went through a lot. And like that generation, they didn't really talk about it that much. Yeah. Remarkable. But, uh, we wish we had them back to talk about it today. Uh, well, Dan, I appreciate you coming on to talk about your father. I am uh, beyond inspired today uh, talking about his exploits and, and what he experienced and went through. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I appreciate it, my I friend. Think you have one more second or not? Quickly, well, yes. Go ahead. Uh, well, it, it, it's pretty. I was in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Just happened to go to a museum in Tucson, and uh, the, it was in honor of the 390th Bomb Group. And uh, the uh, curator of the museum took me upstairs and showed me how the plane went down on the last flight. As uh, one of the planes in, uh, in the formation witnessed it, and uh, that was strange. He said, "Your father never knew this was written. Never saw this before." And it was. You get chills just reading it. Yeah. The, 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 so there's there's a museum which honors uh, the 390th Bomb Group. Oh yeah. my gosh! In in uh, Scottsdale. Uh, it's in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. We I'm went sorry. to Scottsdale, and I just took a ride down to Scottsdale or to uh, Tucson. Wow, that was strange to read his name on. You know, and it was all computerized at that time. They put all the records on the uh, on the computer. I, 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 I do one question leads to another. Have you you've read through his uh, diary of the bombing missions? Yes. Does anything in particular stick out to you? I, I'm just astonished by how well written and and I mean this is amazing history. Well, it, it, what amazes me is his handwriting in that diary. I mean, his handwriting is better than mine, and he uh, <laughs> he, he never completed. Uh, completed high school his father died when he was young and you know like all the rest of the guys in trips park at that time they they went uh and started the work hmm. so yeah he's, he's, he's got writing in that time. it's, it's almost like the sisters filipini trained him how to write it really is nice <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> but this uh this should be in a museum somewhere these the the originals of these notes 
Well, I sent I sent a copy to the Air Museum in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, I haven't been back, but uh, I think that they probably have them on display there. Remarkable, uh, Dan Chermack. Thank you so much for for filling in some blanks on uh, your father's World War II exploits and his life. Uh, I appreciate it very much. All right, thank you. All right, Dan Chermack, right. uh, son of Daniel E. Chermack, the honoree today. We got a couple minutes before we go to uh, before we go to the Bloomberg Money Minute. And we've got Brian Kelly after that. So I'm going to try to get a couple of calls in. Bill from Pittston. Hi, Bill. Wait, my mom's phone. Hello. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Bill. Sorry to rush you, but we got a, only a couple minutes okay. here. But okay, I'll away. make it quick. I, I, watched, I was hesitant about watching Trump last night because I'm so mad at what he did to Bar, uh, Lou Barletta. Yes. But uh, I thought, you know, he, when I listened to the comments, from the Democrats, they're livid, and so is Kinzinger. They said Trump had a format, uh, a PR format, because he controlled the the whole town meeting, and he did. <laughs> so he, it, it changed by I, if he if he gets the nomination, I'll vote for it. But he it was like he was right on with everything. He controlled everything. But the Democrats were really angry. The comments, like I said, Slate magazine, all these people, AOC went ballistic. So I, I think know. he had a triumph. Well, I'll tell you what. If they thought that CNN was going to control Donald Trump, that shows why they are. That shows how stupid they are. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember oh, these yeah. people. These left wingers are not in touch with reality, so they think they think they're the lion's den. They just don't realize Trump is Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's great. I, well, I'll tell you, and I'm—he's not my—he's not my primary candidate either. And yeah, me either. I, you know, and he, I was hoping, but he leaves these things dangling because he speaks so poorly for for mm -hmm. such an educated, wealthy guy. He could have said about Ukraine. That was the one little thing that, that it bothered me how he said it. I know what he meant, uh, but it gave the Democrats something to grab onto. No, you know, he should have said nobody is going to win this war in Ukraine. It's a disaster already, and that's why I've got to stop it. He just said, he just ducked the, you know, the answer. Uh, but you no, know, who's going to win the war in Ukraine? Nobody. It's lost already right. for both sides. Yep. It's a, it's a humanitarian and military disaster. Um, but so you were impressed with that, and that's good. Because I, I, no matter what happens in this primary... The Democrats have to be swept out of office. There's not even a question. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate you checking in and letting us know about that. We're going to take a few more calls on it as well. Okay, real quick. Um, I, there's a behind-the-scenes thing that took place with Mastriano when he was running. We had support. If you ever want to hear that story sometime, it's it's intriguing. Thank but you. I never. But we got to go. We played this last week. It's the BGS with the New York mining disaster, 1941. They were on the uh, British show Top of the Pops, this date in 1967, performing that song. Bob Cadaro back with you on WILK. And uh, I wanted to touch on this. I, I clipped this out of the paper, and it's a veteran we want to honor down the road. And many of you may not know the name, but anybody in business certainly does. And he was a veteran as well. 
John Metz, founder of Metz Culinary Management and Environmental Services, uh, died peacefully Monday morning, this Monday, at age of 83 in his home, surrounded by his loving family. His uh, son says, our father was passionate about the power of food to bring people together. Son John Metz. And he was a man of tremendous integrity who knew how to make people uh, feel special by sharing his warmth, smile, and contagious laughter. Uh, Mr. Metz, another portion of the uh, Times Leader article continues, and written well by Bill O'Boyle, as he always does. Mr. Metz was the perfect example of a self-made entrepreneur who became a pioneer in the hospitality industry. He started his career in entry-level positions in the industry and went on to serve as a cook in the U.S. Army. In 1967, after his service in the Army and seeing a need for management services for food service, he founded Custom Management Corporation. It grew into this incredibly large company headquartered here. He brought Roots Chris Steakhouse here. And I remember because we were trying to recruit him as county commissioner to open a store here. But it was a $2 million ticket. And Mr. Metz and his family stepped up to the plate and brought Roots Chris to the area. They owned seven uh, TGIF, TGI Fridays franchises. And, yeah, he... So many, this company did so many things. Uh, and and lots of employees. They have more than 7,500 uh, what they called team members. So it was a loss of consequence to this area, but a consequential life nevertheless. John Metz. Uh, we'll have to pay tribute to him as a veteran someday soon. Bob Cadaro with you on WILK. It is time for the news. We're going to come back with our friend Brian Kelly. Attorney Kelly, former U.S. attorney, is going to talk to us about several subjects, but also and primarily about his victory in this varsity blues nonsense and federal prosecution. We'll take this break for the news, and we'll come back with Brian Kelly. WILK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 